high drama in West London that I don't really want to speak of, but I know the lads I'm with do. This is Arts London Sports Weekly. I'm Joshua Drake, and today I'm graced by the company of Tom Hayward, Biko Mason, Jordan Doherty, and Will Harris-Brown. It's hard to look past the Premier League in its delivery of drama lately, and this weekend was no different. Stamford Bridge bore witness to one of the most shambolic cases of defending it's probably ever seen, with Arsenal storming to a 5-3 victory over Chelsea for their first away win this season. Three words, guys. Robin Van Persie. How good has he been? Uh, well, what can you really say? He's probably on current form. Uh... Best, uh, the, one of the best strikers in the world. Uh, at the moment, he's got 28 goals in 27 games, and that shows itself what kind of striker he is. He's done a lot for us at the moment. No, he's uh, he's he's been doing well, and uh, it wasn't even necessarily the best performance. No, but um, two two of his goals were basically one was a tap in, one was a mistake from Chelsea, but the third goal was a quality goal, good finish. Keeper may have got a hand to it, but I don't think anyone would have stopped that. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Check I think Czech, well had a, he, he had an off day. Mm. I mean, I mean, give credit to Robin Van Persie, credit where credit's due, but Czech had a really, he had an off day. Yeah. I mean, he was, I think he was at fault for three of the goals. Mm. Van Persie's third goal, I don't think he could have done much about that because it was, like I said, a good strike. Walcott's goal, I don't think he could have done much Walcott's about that. Walcott's goal, that was a good strike. It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was, sort of, it was near post. It was, it was just too easy. It was too easy. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I mean, well, no, that I mean, goal, Chelsea shouldn't let that goal happen. I mean, he was he was flat on his front two seconds, and then two seconds later. He, well, we'll talk about Chelsea shambolic defending um, in a bit, as well as Arsenal's. However, Aaron Ramsey was another one to impress. Yeah, he, along with Arteta in the middle of the park. He had a good game. He stepped up this year, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, he? he's had he's had certain games where he hasn't delivered. Like I'm going to go back to that, the Tottenham game where he had he kept giving the ball away, uh, was out of position most of the time. But against Chelsea, he was a good player. He was controlling the game, gave a free couple of free balls that really did help hurt Chelsea's defense. He was at the heart of everything. Arsenal did good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the start of the game was incredible. I don't think I've seen anything like that for quite a long time. Just Arsenal at- should have been 2-0 up. Well, Chelsea should, Chelsea should yeah, have been 3-0 yeah, yeah, up as well. Yeah, well. such a high pace. Such a high mm. pace. It started off so quick. And to be fair, I, I, I think that's due to, like we're going to go back to point, the defending of both teams. It was rubbish. Um, Mert Saka and Koscielny. Koscielny had a good game, by the way. He did all right. He did all right. He, he made a couple of mistakes, but he did... Um, like, Come back for his mistakes, but Juru was struggling. Hmm. He's yeah, not yeah, I was going to say, I think right uh, Andre Villas Boas has, has literally said to he, like, obviously his squad, Arsenal are a bit shaky at the back. We need we need to we need to press them high. We need to go at this for the first like ten fifteen minutes. See if we can nick an early goal. Um, but then I think oh, Arsene Wenger has literally said exactly the same thing as well. Hmm. That like obviously with this, the, all the controversy surrounding like John Terry and everything, their heads might not be on the game at the back, so we need to press them. That's why I feel the game was probably so open, so mm. early on in the game. So I mean, Andre Villas-Boas remains quite adamant that he's going to stick with this high line mm. that he's been playing, but this is now nine games that Chelsea haven't been able to keep. Kept a clean shoot. Yeah. Yeah. You'd fair, expected you... Arsenal to have conceded a few goals. Yeah. It's almost inevitable, but for, for Chelsea to concede five at home, it I think Arsenal, happen, I think Arsenal and, and Chelsea both have the same problem. Whereas um, John Terry and Murtasaka are not the quickest defenders, so mm. and I think teams have started to understand this. So what happened is when they play in a high line, they're getting caught out too easily. They're not quick enough to get back. Murtasaka is probably one of the slowest players in the Premier. Saying that, I was watching Murtasaka at the beginning, mm. and he actually 
wasn't that bad. Yes, he made a few mistakes, but he did all right. And Joachim Love was there in the, yeah. in the stands to watch him as well. So, unbelievably, it was his, probably his best performance of the season so uh, far. Yeah, he's, he, he's always been a good player, but what I think is, I think he's um, struggling to come to the grips of the pace of the Prem, which a lot of people have said, and I think it's actually mm. true. He's not, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a presence in the air, but he hasn't got the leap, like, a lot of people will leap above him. He is six foot six, but he doesn't really get up in the air because he just relies on his six foot six frame to head over a ball out. But like Peter Crouch, like Peter Crouch, yeah. but with, um, the, with the Lampard goal, the first one, yeah, where the way Matt oh, crossed yeah. in, he, sh- he should have kept, he should have knocked that out. Yeah, yeah. no, he, sh- he should have done a lot better there. Um, a guy for Arsenal who had kind of contrasting halves, Andre Santos. Mm. Absolutely mauled in the first half, and in the second half, everything he did was he's, absolutely outstanding. He's, he's a Brazilian left back. He's basically a left winger that is playing left, left back. back. It's, mm. it's, 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 I don't know. I don't quite understand that when it comes to Arsenal. He keeps putting left midfielders at left back. Kevin Gibbs coming up through the ranks at Arsenal, left midfielder, gone back to left back. Santos as well. Ashley Cole years ago, he was a striker. Yeah, Ashley Cole was a striker. Uh, Santos, he he played um, left back in the Turkish league. Uh, for Fenerbahce, he's played to, um, left back for Brazil. But I honestly think he's more effective, further going for more yeah, going forward than he is defensively. But I think that's um, Arsenal Wenger's philosophy. I mean, uh, obviously he's been saying he's been building for the future and he, he loves playing like the pretty football. I mean, in comparison, like that's the closest thing England has got to somewhere like Barcelona on the level that they play. How they have they moved the ball around the pitch? So um, I mean, you t- for example, you take Alves. I mean, obviously. They played in defence, but the amount of times he bombs on, yeah. it's, it's mm. like it's. But with that point, uh, Arsenal's probably best left back that we've had was Ashley Cole, and as good as he was going forward, he was still defensively solid. Oh no, I agree. So with that. Where, where's yeah? It's good enough being. There's no point in being a left back and being able to go forward if you can't defend. Oh, that's no. what. That's what. Why one reason why I think we sold Armatore so quickly because he could not defend. Santos, good going forward. But I think he's always going to be the weak link in Arsenal's. I back think that's four. a bit like David Luiz as well. He's very. Well, this is this is one of the reasons why he didn't play because he he's been sh- showing weaknesses mm. um, leading up. Uh, we could have done with him in the middle of the park. Mm. Chelsea actually saying that. But talking of the goals, I you've got to feel sorry for Matter. He was fantastic, wasn't he? You know he's that a, that that what we thought player. was the equaliser. <laughs> yeah, it, it, sh- shades of Michael Essien with that one. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. I guess that's the difference between an AVB side and Jose Mourinho side. Yeah, that, that, um, uh, Jose Mourinho side wouldn't let that happen. He would have no. he would have locked it off, and he probably would have took the free free, uh, Jose Mourinho. But I don't know. Maybe that's not Villas Boas's philosophy. No. Well, well the, moving moving on. Um, what what now? do we reckon for both of these sides what do they what do they uh, need to do now going on well as as someone that follows Arsenal a lot I would say top four is our target we that's where we want to be I'm not sure if we're going to get there being really being realistic with um Man United Man City Tottenham Liverpool and um Chelsea like all, all above us but that's something that I think we, we were, were aiming to get to yeah um what do we think for Chelsea from now on I mean that that the, the well, Chelsea the challenge is struggling big time. Next at the game they've got, they're away at Blackburn, aren't they? So, I mean, Blackburn are really, really struggling. So, I mean, you're you playing would... well. But without, without going into the preview too early, um, I, I, I think they, they, do need, they do need a win there, definitely yeah. for certain. But anyway, um, moving on. Following Wolves' midweek home mauling at the hands of City, kind of forgive them for rolling over and uh, submitting to the citizens that the Etihad. Um, but they didn't, did they? He no. gave it a right old go. Yeah, exactly. I think I think Wayne Hennessy was 
it, to be fair, it's, it's so cliche, but it was a game of two halves, especially yeah. especially for him. I mean, the yeah. first half he was he was blinding, making made some brilliant saves. Unstoppable, wasn't it? Yeah, and in the second half, I think it was just like a lapse of concentration. Definitely. But he thought he had a little bit more time than he actually did. And and to be fair, I think that's good pressing by by oh yeah, uh, by great, great and, and Zeko because um, a lot of foreign players that come over sometimes don't show the work rate mm. of some some of the home base players, but Agüero showed good work rate. To close them down and put them on the question, it paid off, and then yeah, yeah definitely. Paid yeah, you got to feel sorry for them. No, they didn't. They, they they were like that midweek as well, considering um, you know, it was it was amazing considering they got completely thrashed at home mm. yeah, by I mean, two. They were the same then. Yeah, but I mean, Carlin Cup's always a bad barometer for these things because they play their their reserve sides, and no one bothers with it until the later yeah. stages, and. I mean, Wolves put out their reserve side, Man City put out their reserve side, and obviously Man City's reserve side is pretty much yeah. better than most teams' first teams in the Premier League. It was a shame for both ge- keepers, really. I mean, all four goals, you got to say, were down to keeper errors. I mean, Joe Hart really should have done better with the shot come- leading up to the penalty. Uh, Hennessy, first two goals, were definitely he could have done better. Third one, you say, well, it was good placement by Johnson, but... I mean, wasn't a lot of power in the shot, and it was from quite far out. Could Hennessy have got over quicker? Mm. I mean, it was a real shame for him because he did, as he said, kept balls in at the first half. I mean, City themselves were—I hate to say this—I uh, can't believe I'm saying this, but they were poor considering the high standards I that they set. This I don't season. think they were, to be honest with you. What I was really impressed with was that you know, City have come into this, and everyone's going on about oh, you know, they can't, no one can stop City scoring like six goals a game at the moment. I thought they did it really professionally. I think they didn't panic in the first half when things weren't going, when they weren't scoring. They mm. didn't start to struggle. They kept pressing, and then they finally got the goal. Yeah, it was lucky, but they didn't. They kept going, and I was, I was really impressed with that with City. I must say. It's, a, it's a sign of a champion team, though, isn't it? When, when they're not playing the best, but they can still yeah. grind out the results. Mm. When, yeah. I mean, when they, 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 admittedly, they, their performance did sort itself out towards the end, but in the first half particularly, they just weren't clicking. I don't know. Mm. I remember thinking to myself, how how could this team possibly have beaten Manchester United eight, uh, 6-1? But Adam Johnson, uh, interesting afternoon for him. Coming off the bench, scoring a goal, um, um, and still getting criticised by Roberto Mancini um, afterwards. Uh, well, we, we touched on this last week. Mancini has been very good this, this season at you know, rotating players in and out. And Johnson is getting his time, and he's doing well with it. Milner's another one. Yeah, Mil- Milner too. Player, but not- you, got, you get the feeling, though, that uh, Mancini's got a pre-kind of thought-out idea of what Johnson brings, and he doesn't rate him in terms of his work rate. He's, he's come out and said that a few times, he doesn't work hard enough for the team, but very hard to argue that he's played in two games this, this week, and he scored two goals and set up another two. I mean, he's yeah. obviously doing something. Read somewhere in the paper... He refused to board the team bus after the game because, yet again, Roberto Mancini criticised him. Now, his main criticism of Adam Johnson seems to be the fact that he's he's fantastic with the ball at feet, but when say he's lost possession off the ball, he's he's not doing that well. Well, um, so to cut, but um, to be fair, that's I think that's the sign of a manager trying to make a player a better player. Yeah. I think that's Mancini saying to himself, "All right, Johnson, you've got all the talent to go far." To, for you to, rate. you just need to work rate, and if you, if you, if I can see that you've got the work rate, you've put in the work, I'll play you. And I think that's a sign of a good manager. But I also do think it's unlucky on on Johnson's behalf because he is a quality player. He's done it for England, he's done it for Man City, and he's done it for Middlesbrough previously. So uh, uh, I think I think it's unfair as well. The criticism I think is unfair because um, I can imagine he's a sort of lad who's a quiet lad and gets his head down and like works hard in training, mm. and like he really deserves his chance. But I mean, someone like Balotelli, I mean, he he has got talent, but 
his petulant attitude off the off the pitch, and I mean on the pitch as well. I mean, but but recently they, they still they still seem to stick with him. I mean, yeah. I know he's scoring goals and yeah. he is performing, but his attitude yeah. does seem to have changed. But anyway, before we go off topic, uh, we we'll move on. Norwich Blackburn, uh, with neither side able to keep a clean sheet this season. Um, this match had goals written all over it. Um, it didn't disappoint as Norwich came back from the death to score two goals in the last eight minutes to make the final score three all. What a game! Blackburn will be kicking themselves. Didn't <laughs> yeah, three one off. Poor Steve you should, you should close any game out with, mm, with exactly. so little time left. I think I think that's the sound of a good Paul Lambert. Yeah, yeah. I think he manager, he's a fantastic yeah. manager, and I think that I don't think anybody could see. Norwich going to hosting Blackburn this season, performance that Blackburn had last season. The yeah. squad is put together uh, yeah. as well, Lamb, but none of them had, had, I don't think anyone, or maybe one of them had had Premier League experience. Yeah. They're yeah, all so, just yeah. hungry, this is the they're chance. All new so they're, faces, just, yeah, yeah. they're all just giving it all they've got. And Could be seen as a risk doing mm. that, but it's paid off it's for paid them at the moment. Yeah, Norwich spirit was brilliant. Um, however, there was a slight issue with the way that they won the penalty. At the oh, end. Sorry, I thought that was ex- extremely harsh. I don't yeah, really, I mean, it wasn't a penalty. Harsh. I mean, no. he was he was appealing to say like oh, I've been sandwiched, sort of, just my hands are out, like I'm shrugging my shoulders, sort of thing. And he didn't know where the ball was. He, didn't, he wasn't even looking no. at the ball. And I mean, what what they need to do with the handball um, rulings is just decide. Okay, you can have this intent. Mm. Etc. to the ham, handball. Yeah, hand support or, rather than ball to yeah, hand. Or you can just say, which would be a hell of a lot easier, if the ball touches your hand for whatever reason, it's a foul. Mm. Yeah, they need, just, to, they need to clarify with the rule. Yeah, yeah. They, they, need to go, they need to go with the first one. I mean, it was nowhere near in, intentional or deliberate in any way at yeah. all. I mean, they, they, they need to say, like, if your hand goes to the ball or if your arms are by the side of your body and it leaves the side of your body, then obviously there is an intent to handle the ball. But I There's mean, no consistency with no, it. No, exactly. It's consistency. Mm. Really consistency. highlight the rules so that the players mm. are aware. No, but it was a great game. It uh, definitely, definitely. It's worrying for Blackburn, though. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that happens to teams that are going to really struggle. You know, they turn victories into draws or defeats. You know, they really, we shouldn't really, you know, be talking about a dodgy penalty like deciding the game when it three one up, yeah, exactly. we shouldn't have got yeah. to that stage. No. Blackburn this season, though, yes, they have they haven't been performing um, well in terms of results, but the amount of goals they're scoring, it's just it's just the amount that they're conceding at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you got to feel sorry for Steve King, but he needs to shore that up. But um, uh, moving on to Goodison, a solitary first half Hernandez goal spelt victory for United against Everton. United needed a solid response following last weekend against Man City. Nemanja Vidic and Tom Cleverley returned for the champions, and what a difference they made! Yeah, Cleverley. Uh, I mean, you can see, the first yeah, goal. Exactly, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can see it straight away. I mean, the games he was like obviously been injured for. You saw the in the midfield. It didn't seem it, it had that. They lost a lot of the pace. Yeah, there, 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 was, there was no there, there was no link up yeah. play there from like from like playing out from the back and then connecting with the strikers. There he was, connects the midfield yeah, and the strikers incredibly it's well. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, the way um, he does it. As well as um, Cleverley coming back, Vidic was. Yeah, immense. He is actually it's a rock at the back. He made Johnny and, Evans look all right, actually. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that just shows that just that. that just shows the difference between where Rio Ferdinand is at the moment and where Vidic is at the moment. Vidic is, let's say, in a prime in his prime, mm. and he's performing. Rio Ferdinand has come to the end of his career. Yeah, especially with his injuries and. It, um, <sighs> It's just, just sort of, I think it's just starting to take its toll on him now. Mm. And with the youngsters, they've got Smalling and, and Jones. Yeah, Jones had a good game yeah. at right back. Good I mean, right the, um, even even Welbeck did all right. But I think I think the, the the main positives were cleverly, and this is the way that I see it for United, and this is why I see cleverly as fundamental for mm. them is that Rooney always has this habit of coming deep 
when he should be staying high up the pitch. He's a striker. That's what he's there for. Yes, he's he, he is he is a good you know attacking midfielder as well, yeah. but he's best when he's high up the pitch. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Bring cleverly in fills that gap for him and you notice throughout the game how high up Rooney actually stays when Cleverly plays. Yeah, I, think, just, I think, think that shows confidence in, in Cleverly's ability that yeah. Rooney trusts him to, yeah. that, he, I think, that he can actually do the job well. I think Cleverly is the type of player that Man United have been looking for. They were trying to get Snyder and Nasri in, in, in the summer and uh, that didn't quite materialise and they didn't need to. They didn't no, need exactly, to because yeah. that's what I'm saying because of, because of Cleverly and I think it shows that how good he is as a player and how good he could be as a player if he carries on going the way he's going. Will yeah. screwing up his face a bit. Um, refrain from saying they don't need to bring anyone <laughs> like a top oh. club because you know Cleverly is like an exceptional talent, but you can't rely on the age he is. You can't rely on him to have a game like that every. No, no, no. But what, but what I'm saying is, if he did get in a Nazi or a Schneider into the Man United team, yes, it would be good for Man United, but. As for Cleverly on a long way, I probably want to be the best because you want to get to hold his development. You know, Man United play so many games in a season that there's no way that any one player is going to play every one of them. And he could only benefit from having someone like Snyder there who, who has the experience, who can actually take him aside, he can learn off him. Mm. I mean, yeah, he's a young player still anyway. Him. He's got plenty of time. If he plays on the fringes at the season, he still get about 10, 15 games in the first team. Yeah, he'd pick up a lot. I just think that. But it's the same. It's the same thing with um with Welbeck. Welbeck shining because he is playing week in week out. Yeah. Game time. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anyway, uh, Everton performance. Take nothing away from them. Uh, Seamus Coleman and Jack Robwell playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seamus Coleman was a com- you know, always tormenting United. He's a live player, isn't he? He's hard yeah. to defend against. You. Yeah, no, he's a brilliant. He's player. A, he's a, a great find. How much did they get from from the Irish team? I have no idea. Yeah, it, it was grand. about hundred grand, and he's he's played for yeah. He's he's played a couple games um forever, and then he's just been shining ever since. Do we know how old he is? He's twenty three. Yeah, just tight maybe because maybe. And he's still young. He's still a young yeah. player. He's still learning. He can play in two positions. That's right back or right midfield, yeah. and he's shining. He's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. Rodwell showing signs of improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rod- I think I think Rodwell's um, development's halted a little yeah. bit. Though. The red card against Liverpool really seems to have, ever since he's come back, he's done really well. I don't know whether you know what happened while he was away, or if it just really annoyed him and given him a bit of drive. But ever since he's come back from that red card, he's performed really. Maybe really showing well. signs of maturity, like he's maturing, maybe. Yeah, is it part part of you thinks that he may have had a word in his ear. Mm. Yeah, David yeah. Moyes. Rod- always performs against Man United, though. I don't know why that is, yeah. but he always has a good. Yeah, no, but he performed really last well week as well. Yeah, yeah. Back, yeah. yeah, he performed really well last week against uh, Fulham. Yeah, he's he's coming into a better form, which is good. Going back to United, De Gea has made the most saves out of any goalkeeper yeah. in the Premier League this season, which is bad for United in terms of you know their defensive stats, but great for De Gea because he's he's getting yeah, a, had a good bit of a wobble early on, didn't he? Yeah, early on, yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, he's, he's a good coach. I think um, a lot of the criticisms sort of like maybe it's a bit harsh mm. on him. I mean, he's, he's got to everyone's quick to get on his back. He's quick to get on his back. I mean, he's like he's twenty years old. He's come over from Spain. He's settling into the Premier League. It's a whole different environment, a whole different country. I, I, I think he's doing really well. Is I mean, I mean he, he, has, he has made yeah a few blunders, but I mean, so so, so, so does every goalkeeper. I mean, it's just the fact that he's learning and it's going to happen. Yeah. It's part of the game. It's just part of the game. Yeah, it was always going to be a hard situation to come in with that price tag following Bansar. I mean, yeah, you, know, you, you were all, he was always going to be under the microscope. Hmm. He didn't have the best first game against City, and people got on his back very quickly. But as you said, he's made most saves in the Premier League. He's got the highest shot to save percentage, I think, in the Premier League hmm. as well. 
I think it's a good stats for him to have for back up his confidence. I mean, goalkeeping years as well. I mean, 20 years old, you're still a baby. Yeah, you're yeah. still a baby. I mean, you, you do know it's I mean, 15 years players come into their prime at 27, 28. I mean, goalkeepers, you're not looking to your prime to like 33, 34, maybe even 35. Um, before we quickly go on, uh, go off for break, what do we reckon with the penalty shot on the end on everyone guy? <laughs> I, that happened outside the box as a penalty. I mean, uh, it's a free, free, it's a free kick. Yeah. I think he slips before the contact. Just as just as the co- well, just as the contact happens, he slips. Yeah, that that's he does slip. But I think Evra's momentum helped him along. The question, the question is, if he doesn't slip, does he get brought down? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I mean, I don't think the contact helps. It makes it look worse than what it actually is. Mm. But I think he actually slips. But. Um, I suppose it'd be it a was easy, a, yeah, it'd be yeah, six of one, half a dozen of the yeah, other. Yeah, it was yeah. it? Uh, okay, well, we'll take a break now. When we come back, we'll be covering the rest of the weekend's results and more. Welcome back, and now we move on to Tottenham, whose top four challenge continues to press ahead against QPR. Bale scoring for the first time at White Hart Lane in the league since January, I believe. Grab two, whilst Van der Vaart continues his impressive goal-scoring form. Spurs now undefeated in seven guys. Looking impressive, aren't they? Yeah, they're looking very good. They passed the ball brilliant yesterday. Yeah. I think Modric was key as well. Modric, I think now he's got his head back on that he's actually going to be staying with Spurs. Yeah. I think he's really stepped his game up and like, he's, he's showing the, like, like a continuing sort of form from last year, I think. Brilliant. Yeah, Spurs are doing well in the league, uh, going about it in in their own in their own way as well. They? They've gone under the radar a bit, haven't they? Everyone's been think, talking about City and United, and but Spurs and it's helped are, them out. Yeah, yeah, it's helped well, them out. They've got a game in hand as well, haven't they? Parker. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he's just been phenomenal since he's got. Uh, I mean, I think that was the difference between the first two games of the season. The rest was, I think. Redknapp got his tactics a bit wrong in those first couple of games. I mean, he had Modric and Cranchar in the middle, just in front of the back four. That's not going to offer you much protection. No steel in midfield with Parker there. And you saw it yesterday, so many times, breaking up, putting the tackle in. And he's also got that ability to pick a pass or run with the ball. Like his fitness is immense as well. And it, yeah. just, it doesn't start. As well as his fitness is, is his knowledge of the game as well. Yeah. Anyone that goes out of position, he's always the first person to cover it. For yeah, he's got the fitness of a, uh, of a teenager, but the footballing mind of mm-hmm. someone who is yeah, interestingly enough though Van der Vaart's been playing 90 minutes a lot more than he has perhaps has he got 90 yesterday and uh, he's uh, Van der Vaart actually he's now I think if I remember the stat off the top of my head he's now equaled the record for most consecutive it's goals. five isn't it five yeah, yeah equaled yeah. by with Robbie Keane and I can't remember who the other person was no. <laughs> but yeah it was Robbie Keane was the last person to do it I think for uh Spurs doing absolutely brilliantly at the moment, Rafael van der Vaart. Um, Gareth Bale, nice to see him on the score sheet. Two great goals. I mean, that, sec- mm. that second goal is... Oh, Any team in the world would have been proud. Even yeah. Barcelona, like... You yeah, know, the, the link-up play mm. with Lennon was... And the finish small. was... The finish was beautiful. I mean, it did remind me of Villa, the, the, like the third goal in the final, Champions League yeah. final yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. Just that beautiful side-footed curler into top. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Parker influence with Spurs this season shouldn't go past by as, far, as fast as we did because he, he's given that team such fantastic balance yeah. he's brought the same same influence that he had at West Ham the love that he showed yeah. for West Ham yeah. um, the passion he showed for them he's brought it straight, in, back, straight into the Tottenham team and it's helping them a lot the only two games they've lost as well has been at home to City and away to United and apart from that they've won six and, and drawn one of their other seven mm. games so. yeah, and yeah, he's, he's really like old fashioned sort of like a proper centre sort of like midfielder 
Yeah, box to box. Yeah, box to box. Hard working. Yeah, all the basics. He's just. I've got to say. I mean, it's a mark that. Yeah, he's keeping someone like Sandra, who I think is an absolute phenomenal midfielder out of the team, and he's doing it on merit. I mean, you couldn't pick Sandra at the moment above him, but yeah. Will yeah. does love Sandra. I do it? love Sandra. <laughs> no, Sandra, I do agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I don't agree with his haircut that he came with the Poor. I do think Sandra has the potential to be how Vieira was at Arsenal, and he's got everything. But it, you just wouldn't put him in the team above Parker right now. No. Um, and as you said, Spurs have got a beautifully balanced squad. Man, what I think they're missing one. One like real quality centre back to go alongside King, who I read yesterday, uh, King's actually started more games, uh, in the same amount of games this season already as he did last season, which is really encouraging. He's been doing well actually. Mm. I, I think, think Dawson awesome awesome back. I think, as well. I think he hasn't played. Going to the Hawthorns, uh, a Charlie Adam penalty and Andy Cowell's third goal of the season proved enough for Liverpool against uh, West Brom. Um, no luck for Hodgson against his former employers, um, and why should he, considering? Half of uh, half of the team has changed since he he was there. West Brom were awful, weren't they? They were, and they've been really poor every time I've seen them this season. But they've managed to get. I mean, I saw, I watched them against Aston Villa last week, um, and they got really lucky because I think that was an atrocious decision by the ref yeah. against Villa. Mm. The heard one. Um, one sent them off and gave them the penalty. Um, but they were really lucky in that game um, because they were nowhere before before that happened. Um, I saw them against. Norwich as well, and even though they got something like that, they were really poor. What's happened? Because I last season I they were brilliant. Adam Mingy, I haven't seen him recently, I'm not sure if he's injured or not, but he doesn't seem as if he, he's... He had been injured for a bit, but I think yeah. he's back playing now. Yeah, and Jerome Thomas as well. Jerome Thomas is a player that last season, uh, some of the, the top six clubs, top, like, apart from the top four a couple of clubs were looking at, but... Well, I think now like... that Shane Long's out for six weeks, we'll see mm. more of Adam Mingy. Mm. Yeah. I mean, t- that was a real blow to this yeah. one. Mm. I say, Thomas, I mean... It's an interesting one. I mean, being a Charlton fan, when I saw when he used to play for us, I mean, he's still the one player, the best individual performance I've ever seen from a player at the Valley, and this includes people like Ronaldo, people like Nick Giggs, people, you know, Henri, was Jerome Thomas against Fulham a few years ago, where he just absolutely had three men on him at all time, and he absolutely destroyed every one of them yeah. time and again. He's always had that talent, it's just the fact... He was a victim of his own hype. Yeah, he was, okay. completely. Now... Carol and Suarez showed brief signs of a partnership brewing up between them. Nice, a few nice little interchanges between the two. What do, what do we make of it? Should, it should, it, theoretically, it should work because you've got the big man who yeah. will win the headers, he'll hold up the ball, and you've got the little nippy Suarez who. He's such a clever footballer. He's such a clever footballer on the ball. At the start of the season, there wasn't many much better players. That I don't, he's maybe starting to slow down a little bit now, but he's still a quality player. It's, it's, in theory, it should work, but I don't think Andy Carroll is quite. Got to the point where he was at Newcastle. Not bedded in as a number one choice, Liverpool, yeah, like a, a exactly. striker sort of. At, at Newcastle, he was considered the main man, whereas now he's <coughs> coming to a team where there are quite a few players that are better than him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, just, he's in the mix, he's in and around, like he's yeah. in the fringe at the moment. Sort of he thing. needs to be made feel important, yeah. Yeah. I imagine. He's and, very, and he's but, still young. Yeah. To be quite yeah. honest, he's still young, he's still learning, he's still learning this trade. Right, uh, Swansea remain undefeated at the Liberty Stadium uh, with 11 points from five games there. It was a timid first half against Bolton, but Ricardo Gardner sending off not soon after the break sing- signalled even the beginning of Bolton's demise, with Swansea taking full advantage. Great opening goal by Allen. Did we see that goal? Yeah, yeah, it was a really good goal. I mean, Swansea could have like scored quite a few more after that as well. I mean, they were just so dominant. Uh, in the second half, especially, I don't know what's going on with Bolton. I, I thought Bolton under under 
Coyle. Coyle, even. Yeah, so we're, we're going to do something pretty Especially good Especially after season. that. I know it was but, the first game, but that yeah. was a bit QPR away 4-0. I think, yeah, I thought so. yeah. But they had a horrible run, and obviously, I mean, the you know they they did have a really tough run of Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Liverpool. You know, all these play, teams you don't want to be playing all in a row, and I think that's played on their confidence, and they really need to get back into the, yeah, their home form's worrying they've, they've, they haven't got a point at home they've lost all, all five of the home games they need to get back into sort of like winning their home games and make, make it hard for teams to come to them because mm. I mean they so used, the moment used, to, used, to, used to be a fortress yep. but now they seem they can get turned over quite easily they need to back to try, like, being in togetherness and grinding out results that's what they need to get well, back to well talking of fortresses Liberty Stadium yeah, that, was a, that own goal by Alan, I think. I think yeah, I just I read it. Was, was yeah. the first, first goal I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got I think Vaughan is such a good, good great yeah. sign. Yeah. I've got a little soft spot for Swansea. I don't know why. I think they're just like my, my pet team. Because they play nice football. They, they, they do, yeah. play, they they do the try right and play the right way. Most times it's worked. Well, at home, pretty mm. much it's worked. So no, they've, they've got a striker who's in good form in Graham. Brendan Rodgers definitely got on playing. Playing nice I've, I've been a bit disappointed by Sinclair this season, though, because Do you think? all well, the goals that he's scored have come from penalties. penalties yeah. But he is, yeah. he is one of those players that he he does trouble every defence because he's so it, fast. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a case of him keeping them preoccupied. Like it, it was with Messi at the last World Cup in South Africa, that he, he didn't shine as much as everyone thought he would. Yeah. But because of the presence that he was bringing... And uh, the, that's a big comparison. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but it's, it's that same... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I got. So I mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, I saw. I watched Swansea against Wolves, and you know, Sinclair. Every time he got the ball, he was taking it past people, laying it off. He was using it. He's not. He's not been scoring at the rate he was last year. But I think it's the same as we touched on last week with Tarrat and teams have his number a bit, and they're mm. going at him a bit yeah. closer. It's that step up in class yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Say, saying that, the for, I can't remember the last time this happened. All of the promoted teams have been doing fantastic. I mean, you look at the table, Swansea in 10th, QPR in 12th, and where are Norwich? They're 8th. Yeah. yeah. Doing brilliantly. Yeah. You've got to say it's fully deserved Normally as well. Normally you get one of the promoted teams that starts quickly. Yeah. All, all of them have. All of them have. All but of them the, the, the biggest everyone, test. everyone can say, oh, it's first season luck. I suppose yeah. it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. consistency. I yeah. mean, if, they keep, if, they, if they've got a solid base, if they continue to build... The big, um, but the biggest test will come after Christmas. Yeah. After January. Yeah, yeah. After, uh, after yeah. January, when the games start piling yeah, in. the signings as well. Yeah, and then a couple of players might get injured and you have to use your squad more. Mm. So that's when the biggest... Because that's what happened to Hull a couple of seasons ago uh, when they were they flying. They started on fire. They started on they, fire man. and then uh, after Christmas they crumbled. Mm. And Bayless didn't... Yeah, So it'll be a big test of them. But I'm hoping they do well. Stay up. It is phenomenal when you you look at Norwich as well, where they were two seasons ago in league like League One. You know they've just been relegated from the Championship, and now they're back in the Premiership, back to back promotions, and they're eighth. Yeah, and you know, they're holding their own. It's phenomenal. One but no Arsenal. Right elsewhere, Darren Bent journeyed back to the Stadium of Light as Sunderland hosted Villa in a match that ended two all. Um, the main highlights being a goal from Connor Wickham on his first home start for Sunderland. And a stunning strike from Cillian Petrov. Um, in the other match played on Saturday, Fulham comfortably brushed aside Wigan 2-0 away from home. There is one more match to be played tonight. Uh, anyone care to fancy the results? Stoke, Newcastle. Stoke, Stoke all the way. I think Stoke will end. Really? Newcastle's... I'd, I'd sure. say score draw, yeah. I think. I think. I think Newcastle because at the oh, moment really? they've got two, yeah. got two good strikers up front that know how to play with each other. Hmm. They've got a, a, a settled back four and they've got a midfielder who I think but is coming... Can, uh, 
grind out a result. It's, it's stopped. Yeah, yeah, it's stopped. Stopped. I mean, on, on their day, I say they could go anywhere and get something and get something out of the game. Yeah. On their on their Sto- day. They're I mean, unbeaten at home. Look, if you look so. at, if you look Stoke at the table, home. Newcastle haven't lost away from home. Yeah, but Stoke haven't Stoke, Stoke, Stoke haven't lost home, for eleven months no, at home. I mean, and they were. I think you saying about Newcastle's back four. I think Taylor's got a fitness test because he's broken his nose, and if he's out. For them, then that's going to be huge. Uh, Taylor or Stephen Taylor? Stephen Taylor. Yeah, it's okay. going to be huge because he's been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And what you know what you're going to get with Stoke? They're going to be putting balls in the box all yeah. the time, and yeah. to be out him is going to be a huge Aaron. test. For I think it's, I think it's going to be a game a game of strikers particularly because Bar and Best are off key. Mm. Then you can imagine Newcastle well, going to struggle. With Kabay, he is. He is doing oh, well. Yeah, there's yeah. only so much Kabay. He's a bargain. He's yeah. a he definitely good player. Brilliant signing. For yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shout. I'm going to shout two one Stoke. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight one. There's no I see. Room. I see one nil Newcastle. Score yeah. draw one all. I'd say. Oh, it's Monday night though. You never know. Yeah, anything could happen. Most. Right. That'll be it for the Prem roundup. Rugby Four Nations up next. Welcome back. With the Rugby Union World Cup behind us, we now look towards Rugby League as Sam Tompkins scored four tries as England kicked off their Four Nations campaign with a comfortable 42-4 victory over Wales on Saturday. Um, What did you make of England's performance, Tom? I think it was very accomplished. I think Sam Sam Tompkins coming in for the back was, was exceptional, but I think the most interesting thing was was the reception he got because we all ev- everyone in in rugby league circles knows he's a phenomenal player but back in back in June when England played played the Exiles at Headingley he got booed by his own fans which there's a big big uproar in the media about why why boo your best player but he got he got a good reception against Wales and he was just phenomenal why, why was he why was he getting booed because it well he's for Wigan he's known he's known for for like pushing the ref to the limit and stuff uh, and okay. he's He's unpopular for Wigan, but when but when you're playing an England shirt, you're all supporting him. You shouldn't be, shouldn't be booing. It was outrageous, but he got he got a really good reception, and he just played phenomenally. The performance on a whole seemed to be fairly good. Yeah, well, um, England were expected to beat Wales quite comfortably, but the, the first half it was it was quite close. There was a lot of mistakes. No one seemed to take the lead, but I think the bench players that came on, Jamie Jones, Buchanan was good, John Wilkin was good. They came on and made made an impact. Mm-hmm. Gareth, Gareth Widdop played well and scored a try at the end, and I think in, uh, Wales's fitness just dropped off, and England ran away with it in the end. Okay, uh, what about the upcoming Australia match? Well, what do you reckon? As big an England fan as I am, I can't see England winning at all. I think it'll right. be a, a comfortable Australian win. So for stages against New Zealand on Friday night at Warrington, Australia were irresistible. They played very well. But the, the, the most interesting thing that came out of that game wasn't actually the result. But was none of you have heard it? It's called a cannonball tackle. That there's been a lot of uproar in the media about. It. Basically, two of the New Zealand players held up one of the Australian players, while a third one came in at the side of his knee, and it's looked like he's done his knee ligaments. But which player was that? It was Isaac Luke, the the New Zealand hooker on on David Shillington. But it's, it's, it's been it? yeah, it's been it's been coming in a bit the last year or so, and yeah. it, it's starting to get everyone worried because because Shillington. Has, has had it happen to him a few times and he's had knee reconstructions on both knees in the last yeah. few years and Isaac Luke in, in the um, in, they had a warm up game in in Newcastle two weeks ago and Isaac Luke did the same thing and there was the uproar at that and then he's gone and done it again so there's there's been yeah. all the, the the bodies have been looking into this and stuff when, it, it, when is the England 
England-Australia yeah. game is, is on, on Saturday. It's a double-header at Wembley. There's yeah. New Zealand-Wales from, from one and then I mean, you hope England, that Australia. with the home support, I mean, England could put up a fight, but mm. Australia is so far and away the best team yeah. in the world at, at the moment that you, know, you just hope they keep the scoreline respect, mm. respectable. Really. It's the first time International Rugby League's been back at, at Wembley since 1995, so it's, it's been generating a lot of interest, actually. OK, brilliant. Um... Moving on to Formula One. Uh, yesterday, Sebastian Vettel became the first ever winner of the Indian Grand Prix, taking his winning tally to 11 for the season. He's just unstoppable, isn't he? Mm. He just—he's—he's he's so far away this season. I mean, it's a shame, like because I think we've had some really good seasons recently where things have gone down to the wire. Yeah. But he's this season, by he's won it by an absolute. It was, it's reminiscent of the old kind of Schumacher, Schumacher glory, yeah. glory days where. Just yeah, you know, you put your money every time on Vettel getting the result, and he more than often has. I think, as you said, it was about the eleventh or twelfth. I think he's got yeah um, now, and yeah, I mean, he's just the best driver on the planet. It's nice to see uh, him afterwards dedicating his victory to uh, Dan Weldon mm, and yeah. Marco Simoncelli. Yeah. Well, that was the other positive thing. There was nothing, you know, of that after the whole, you know, the two crashes last week. It was very nice that this one came out. No one. I'm su- well, I'm surprised there isn't there isn't sparks flying from Masses and um, Hamilton's little duel. Mm. Well, as well. Do you see today uh, Hamilton's come out and said you know some of the tactics, some of the stuff he's done is because uh, well, Hamilton's team's come out and said yeah. Yeah, because of the way Button's been performing, he's been Hamilton, putting pressure on him. Hasn't yeah, yeah. Hamilton's been feeling the pressure and trying to push himself that extra bit. But Hamilton's always been well, even when he was you know just coming through. He's always been one of those ones who you know he will push it. He, he drives will, on the edge, doesn't he? Yeah, and he will cause controversy. That's what he always do. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now looking ahead to this weekend's upcoming fixtures in the uh, Champions League and the Premier League, uh, what fixtures are jumping out at people in, in the Champions League? Uh, well, for me, uh, against Chelsea, Arsenal, Marseille. Probably the two standout ones. You can imagine that the situation, you know, the performance from Genk is going to be a lot different at home yeah. than it was away at Stamford Bridge. They've got to put up a, a tougher test than what they did for Chelsea last time round. Mm. Um, Valencia yeah. by Leverkusen. There's a few on Wednesday yeah, as well. Bayern Leon, Munich, Leon Madrid. Napoli looked tasty on yeah. Wednesday. So I think if Bayern Munich win that, then they're through, aren't they? And uh, Napoli obviously want to. With City starting to show a little bit of form, Napoli could do with getting a, a, like a point there. Would put a them point in a really Napoli good. Be a great result. Yeah, they put them in a really good position. It's a tough game for you, City to City to respond. So, uh, something important to note with Villarreal as well. They've taken yet another blow. Giuseppe Rossi. Rossi's done his knee, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's out for a long time. Yeah, for a long time. So that's another blow to me. Man City must go there and win. Um, I suppose United have to um, push on from there. Their victory as well this weekend. Yep, no, they need to get a good performance against Galali. In Interesting one will be on Wednesday, Leon Real Madrid. Yeah. Now, see this how Leon bounce every, back. Yeah. Well, yeah, they face each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> last, time, last time they played, they, uh, Real Madrid won 4 0. Um, something that Leon, I don't think, were really expecting. It was a really poor performance last time round by Leon, but I mean, they are, you know, they're both leading their leagues in respective countries, and I think it's going to be a whole different, you know, Game when it goes to, goes back to Leon, I mean they've all they've as they said they've played so many times each other in Champions League in recent years, um, but every time in France Leon seems to have gotten a result. And well, Real Madrid are only just leading their own league thanks yeah. to Juventus' little slip up, but uh, apart from that, moving on possibly to the Premier League. 
Um, what are we thinking? Chelsea Blackburn's going to be an interesting one, as we mm. touched upon earlier. Yeah. See how Blackburn, um, whether they can keep up their, their spirited performances. Chelsea must get a result at Ewood Park there. Um, Liverpool Swansea might be. Newcastle Everton. Newcastle Everton. It doesn't show up on the table, but they're two really evenly matched sides, and I think that'll yeah. be, that, be a cracking game. That'd be interesting to see how Everton do there. Yeah, um, Fulham Tottenham, Martin Yo going back to Tottenham. Yeah. See how he does against his old team. That's that's a foregone conclusion, surely. You never know with Fulham at home. Yeah, you but... know, that's the thing. I mean, Fulham at home, it's a derby. You know, I mean, one that I really look at was QPR at home versus Man City. I mean, I know QPR just got pasted by. Uh, Spurs, Spurs, but you saw it against Chelsea what they can do at the home. The two cash-rich teams. Yeah, yeah you can see you know, they can, when it gets at home with the Warnock kind of geeing up and the crowd getting behind them, they can mm. get in people's faces and you never know. I mean, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, Man City have been going on so well, but you can always slip up one Something weekend. important to note with QPR's pitch as well is that I think it's smaller than Stafford Bridge. And Man City are used to playing on a nice large surface. Yeah. The fans are on top of you on yeah. the pitches, aren't they? It's yeah, really tight. Time. So it'll be ground. interesting to see how yeah. they react to QPR. There was um, a little, I, I remember compared to from, Chelsea. There was a little, there was an image from the Chelsea QPR match where Frank Lampard was about to take a corner, and there was about I don't know 400 yeah, fans just getting onto him, and he looked back, and I didn't think he enjoyed it very much. No, so, it, it was an happy. Yeah, we got to that. see how Man City deal with that. Okay, cool. Well, with all that said and done, it's time to wrap things up. Uh, thanks to Tom, Jordan, Biko and Will for joining me. Cheers, guys. Um, cheers also to Joe, being our techie man. And uh, remember to check out the Arts London News website at artslondonnews.co.uk. Bye for now.